Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. What's going on, friends? Hello, it's summer. It is summertime. <laughs> summer, summer, summer. Anyways. Although I am wearing a long-sleeve sweater today. <laughs> I did notice that. She's got a cashmere long-sleeve it's sweater. cashmere. Came in with a parka and uh I am wearing scarves. shorts, though. It's like 70 out, so it's like a weird... It's cold, chilly. It, this it's happens weird... at the end of June semi-regularly. Not every year, but like... I don't believe you. It feels This has 100% frigid. happened before, like where you've had like a cool week well, at the end of June. in history, I would agree. Not yeah. typical June, though. No, like, no, no. If you were a... If you were somebody who's like, we, we're going to get married, it's going to be outdoor wedding, and it's going to be end of June, because like, you know, not too hot. It's not like July, August. It's, well, I mean, it's still pretty dang hot you at the end think, of June, usually. You would think that this would be safe, and this oh, would this be a, would, a I would be excited if it was this cool. No, it's windy. At the end of... It's windy. Well, that's different. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> You're such a picky weather I person. I guess. <laughs> How are uh, you, friend? I'm good. Yeah? I cleaned my house you this morning. You are in a chipper mood. <laughs> Just absolutely. Happy Juneteenth, by the yes. way. Yes. It's Monday, June 19th. How do you feel as a teacher who's already out of school? This is a federal holiday you don't get off, which, I mean, I mean you I, know, you do get it off. Yeah. I mean, but is, this but... is like a non-work day. It's not like I'm getting paid. Right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. But I get it off from my research job. Okay. So I actually, and I took Friday off from that too. I went in on Thursday okay. just to like get my brain. Yeah. Guys, I am here. I am on the clock yeah, and I then exist. I'm going to be gone Monday I and Friday. I will be here. And yeah. then I talked to my professor and he was like, yeah, you don't need to come in tomorrow and Monday's a holiday. And I was like, okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> I was like, I'll take it. So you're in the middle of uh, four days <laughs> yeah, off, uh-huh. which it's has got to awesome. feel great. Yeah, I cleaned. It was Good great. for you. I loved it. That's great. And what else? Oh, I went and saw Little Mermaid on Friday. What'd you with think? With my friend and What's her eight-year-old. So I've heard really not great things about it before. Okay. And it was fine. Yeah. Like, I think my expectations were really low. It is a very close reproduction of the animated version, like almost word for word. There's a couple new songs. Um, one of them's fun. One of them is like, eh. Um, and Melissa McCarthy, uh, she is by and far poor unfortunate souls. Yeah, but she is by and far the best performance in that movie. Yeah. Um, Kylie she, and I, I watched. I was on uh, just scrolling through something the other night. She was on Hot Ones. Oh, okay. The other day, and you know what that is? That's yep, where they, uh-huh. eat the, they eat the hot wings all the way up to the top. Yep. And uh, she's promoting her Ursula mm-hmm. character. And golly, she is just an absolute kick in the pants. She is so funny. She is funny. It was it was fantastic. She and, plays Ursula fabulously. And she talked about wanting to do that as a kid because you mm-hmm. grew up and you know that was like the mm-hmm. character and and how good this previous lady had done in selling this character and she was so nervous because she's not a singer and and uh, anyways it was well she did a fabulous job yeah, yeah um and yeah it was it, I thought it was cute and I know it's kind of like the not. <laughs> like a little bit of the weird song but i realized kiss the girl is definitely my favorite song of the movie yeah i think i just like the melody of it the best not necessarily the messaging of it um but like yeah it's that was the one i was like kind of bobbing along to yeah and my favorite two moments of because this was a theater that on friday afternoon friday at noon that's when we went okay so there were a lot of children in the theater. And school's out. So school's every out, parent, yep. like my my wife is going, what are we doing with these kids yeah. for these hours? <laughs> and so there were lots of children in the yeah. theater. And I went with an eight-year-old. Um, and my two favorite moments, one was from the eight-year-old I went with. And one was from, she was maybe four 
or five year old that was sitting like next to me kind of um, the eight year old, you know, the scene where the shark like comes in from the back of the ship and like almost gets Ariel. No, you don't know. But there's a scene at the beginning. I'm nodding like I do. Yeah. <laughs> was that convincing? No, you weren't. Okay. <laughs> Cause I immediately was like, no, you don't know. Yep. No. Anyway, but there's it's been a, a while. scene I'll where I'll be honest. It's probably been, uh, I'm 40. It's probably been, been 25 years. That's fair. Four, six years. Um, there's a scene at the beginning of little mermaid where Ariel and flounder are looking through a shipwreck and a shark finds them and they're trying to run away from it. Okay. Ariel is like hiding in a ship and the shark like comes through the ship behind her. And they do that scene in the movie. And the eight-year-old that I was with definitely screamed. Yeah. <laughs> and that was one good. And then the other one was we were literally five minutes into the movie and the little kid, the other kid who was next to me goes to her mom, is it over yet? <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. And I was like, oh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> the closest I've come to Little Mermaid, and I've got four kids, so you'd yeah. think you know, you should probably be watching all these Disney classics with them. Um, and uh, I, I don't. I'm sure they have. But I, uh, is when we went to uh, either Disneyland or Disney World. I can't remember. It's been – went to Disneyland with London when she was eight and then Disney World uh, like a couple years ago with, the, with all the kids. We went on a, a an aerial ride, mm-hmm. and that – had maybe it was it's one of the newer rides in in some of the old in magic kingdom i think Mm -hmm. and um it has uh some of the graphics that you're like i don't know how they do that oh really you've been on one of those rides where you're like yeah i don't really do i've actually never been to disney world or disneyland so when you see it you're like that's not a projection it's not a this it's It's like the hologrammy yeah is it like it's got to be a projection at some level. Like maybe it's just coming up from the floor. I don't know. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. You know what I mean? Which is one hundred percent what they want. Which from is one hundred percent what they want. And <laughs> the crazy thing about it is, I'm like from here to you from some of the uh-huh. like because you're in the chair, right? Maybe a little bit further, but you're not that far. It's not like oh, I, I remember going on like the uh, haunted mansion ride, and like I don't know how they do the ghosts. But that's like a hundred yards away, so mm-hmm. like their freedom to be able to kind of do some things and play with my eyes feels like that's that makes sense. Mm-hmm. This one, you're like, I'm right here. I'm looking at this. <laughs> How does Ariel look so freaking real? And Ursula, <laughs> it feels like that's real, and like uh, the way that they're looking at you, cool. and, and yeah, it's pretty wild. So that's, um, that's why so when you Disney... say "Kiss the Girl," that's part of the obviously one of the songs oh, that they yeah, yeah, yeah. sing uh-huh. in there, and mm-hmm. and. If you get stuck in that ride, <laughs> you just get to hear it's kiss just the girl all, over, and all over. over and over. Is that what again. happened to you? Oh, I'm sure. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think maybe it just felt like that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That so is the worst part of, of Disneyland is um, that it's a small world after all because it's the same song throughout the whole ride. Yeah. At least in some of these other songs, these rides, they switch the song when you go to a different room, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same with the movie. They're, they're doing this and then that and that. Mm-hmm. But, it's a small world. You just, uh, it's the same tune. Isn't it? You just is it go. a shorter ride? No, no? it's a okay. freaking long ride. <laughs> and they change the language in which they sing it. And they think that that might be enough. And it's not. It's awful. It's so bad. So. And then you're just singing It's a Small World for the rest of your life. For your life. For the whole <laughs> dang life. Yeah. And those graphics or puppets are not like oh well, i don't know like how an original they did that. Ride, i know right? that yeah. yeah but that's so then your mind is not even entertained by that you're like i could build that now <laughs> i mean i'm sure at some point that was I impressive see you try <laughs> <I know. laughs> totally 
Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you're pretty handy, so maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling Megan, I lied about being a whole. Didn't lie. <laughs> I applied to be a wholesale account at a local HVAC area because I'm looking for some air filters for Uh the church for these. We have these gigantic, uh, huge AC units on the top of this thing. And, uh, you know, we can pay a a company to come and replace these air filters, but all they're doing is replace. I know know how to replace air filters. Like, Mm -hmm. you you know how to do that as a homeowner. They're just bigger air filters. Well, they don't sell them at any place. You got to go to this wholesale spot. So I went over to this place and they're like, we don't sell to private people. And I was like, Okay, so give me an application. Let me sign up. <laughs> I'm sure. And they're like, he's like, all right, well, here you go. And um, we, I'm sure he's going to send this off to corporate because that's who approves Are they going to approve it? Things. I mean, I guess it is a business. Well, uh, yeah. We, so I gave them, we have a yeah. UBI number yeah. through the state. Yeah. So when they look it up, they'll be like, it, East Lake Tri-Cities is absolutely a business. Yeah. Oh, it's a church. Yeah. Why in the world Are they would a church need to buy an HVAC capacitor? <laughs> And and air air supply units like what are we talking about here? Um, so I imagine I'm gonna get a big rejection letter here in about three days. Like nice try, dude. What if you don't? Please That'd be continue awesome. to pay full price for somebody else to come do this for you. Um, but anyways, we'll see. Gotta get creative, man. Gotta get creative on this stuff. Uh, that's really funny. Uh, how's your AC unit holding up at it's your good. house? Is you have a new house? We have a new house. Well, it's. I mean, my house is not new. To be clear, it's it is new, new to you. To me. It, my yeah. house isn't new either. It's new to me as well. Yeah, but the the so I actually have a heat pump. Okay. For my HVAC, and that was all put in, like it's all it was put in in like 2021. So it was put in the year like it was brand new when I bought it. So it's doing really well. A huge blessing for you. That's yeah. amazing. I know. That's mine, one of the main reasons. Mine I was is like, original to the house and it's 20 years old. <laughs> yep. And every time that my AC unit, here's what we figure out. You know how you move into a house yeah. and you're like, oh, that's interesting. I have to figure out if mm-hmm. I'm okay with that or if I need to fix that, right? Um, our lights <laughs> flicker Ooh. when the AC unit comes on, <laughs> which is super fun. That's, yep. So I, if you ever um like talk to somebody who like gets, paid to do this prof- like there was a guy yeah. that i ran into that uh-huh. I, I was there and uh i'm like man i'm sure you guys are like super busy and like i was gonna call you guys to come out but like, like i know you're stacked up so hey i've got this flickering light situation <laughs> like he, what would you say he like oh no no he was like yeah you should probably give us a call <laughs> yeah <laughs> have us come out and take a look at that and i was like all right i'm on it so i mean something with the electrical is not i know not usually typically yeah. like what you want to mess with and uh and i get it and especially yeah. those because they're pulling so much dang power you're like yeah dude your life is not worth 200 bucks no. like just freaking call somebody yeah. so it's probably what i'm gonna do but i'm also trying to save 12.99 on air filters so that's that's <laughs> this is who you're dealing with uriel <laughs> just so you know <laughs> Oh, Brent Johnson. Uh, okay. <laughs> now that we're this far into the podcast. Uh, 11 minutes in. Um, so our friend Eric Retness is here, uh-huh. um, who is uh, who produces this podcast, edits it. And yeah. on our last episode or the, we- the episode before. I think it was the last one. Okay. I mentioned that I bought him a book mm-hmm. and I'm going to give it to him, but I want to read it first. And because I, I um, has he said I'll, anything I'll to you? No, he hasn't said anything oh. yet. It's, he said something to me about the podcast from last week. But I know, but he, he could have figured it out from the from the like. No, 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 no. I think he he again he listened to the front and the back. He yeah. he literally said, "I've been I've been so busy with homework, I haven't yeah. been able to listen to, to at all." And so I have it in my backpack, just waiting to see if he had said he, he would have said something at staff meeting today, uh-huh. and nothing yet. Just an update. So if he doesn't, I'm going to continue to hold on to it 
because I get to see him in like two more weeks when he comes back down again to come see Chris. And then I'll give it to him because then I, I will for sure have the book finished. But it got me thinking this morning. Um, is this, am I a bad friend? Am I a bad gift giver to have, like, I feel like with a book, you can read a book. It does nothing to, de- right. as long as I take care of it and don't bend pages <laughs> or let my dog sit on it or something, you know what I mean? Hmm. Like, you should be able to read a book and then still be able to gift it to somebody. Did someone and shame you new. about No, no, it I, but I was thinking about it today. It. <laughs> I, honestly, I was like, what other items could you buy somebody Use for a minute to like enjoy it, consume it yourself, but it doesn't diminish anything of the product. And then go like, and I, and I don't think there's any. You couldn't do like a movie because you can't shrink on, you know, shrink wrap yeah, uh-huh. or whatever, like a, a vinyl or, mm-hmm. you know, if you ever remember when you gave CDs to people, yeah, you, uh-huh. you couldn't do any of that. Um, maybe a magazine. I bought you a magazine, but I also like leafed through it before I gave it to you. I guess you could yeah, do that. Who gives people magazines? I don't know, but it can't be a food item because you're consuming that, right? Yeah. So like, what other what other <laughs> items could you could you buy? Is there anything else that you could I think of? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Not that I mean, maybe like a cooler. Okay. Or like a. Water I bought you a bottle? Yeti cooler. I mean, those are like pretty popular things. By the way, I used it last week in camping. It works great. <laughs> Side note, it smells like dead fish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to like be really careful about... Of which I am. I'm careful with this book. I absolutely am. <laughs> I don't know. I think books are one of the few. Yeah. Which is why you should always just give books to people. Because then you, you just get something out of it. It's just so it's so brilliant. Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, there you go. I was just thinking about it. Uh, uh, let's see. It, this weekend for us, it was uh, more house stuff. Yeah. Just all all house stuff. We are so so close, Megan. We are like. Didn't you say that last week? I know, I know. <laughs> but like, honestly, uh, we're like in the caulking be... phase, and like yeah. the t- like the touch ups, and now here's our. We finally put together the list. Like, here's the checklist of everything that we need to get done. Earlier on, you're like, let's not make a checklist. It's going to be overwhelming. It's going to be daunting. And now there's like 10 things. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is going to take a half hour. That's going to take an hour. Let's just crank through these. And so honestly, I, I feel like it's like, uh, you know, tomorrow, today. I don't That's know. That's cool. I've been here That's all exciting. day, so I, I have no idea how it's going over there. But um, <laughs> I would imagine it's, you know, we're getting closer. Yeah. So we're almost ready to host you to come over, even oh, though yeah. you rejected our, our last I did appeal. not reject. And, you uh, said we, you would on. text me, and you never did. And... And I will admit, I did not pursue it in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Yes. But you also yeah. did not. You shut it down immediately if that happened. <laughs> shut it down immediately. Uh, okay, if that's how you yep. feel about it. I did uh, get to, um, <laughs> last week after we recorded our podcast, my friend Dave was in town, mm-hmm. uh, one of our external elders for our annual board meeting here at the church. Uh, and him and I went on a fantastic hike over in the Blue Mountains. Okay, cool. Just south of Walla Walla, up okay. on the western... Um, what do you call that when you go over Tollgate? Like not Tollgate is the is the, the wrong person the pass, but question. the other one. And uh, basically drove out in the middle of the woods in this like far like forest road mm-hmm. service thing, and did a great uh, called Grouse Mountain hike. Cool. If you want to look up uh, all trails or something like that? So whatever app that you use to to explore, mm-hmm. um, it's a uh, yeah two and a half miles. Did you see any bears? There. No bears, but like you could like theoretically you oh yeah could, there's bears out there because you are uh, walking uh, uh, the beautiful part about this is by the time you get out of your car there's already a view so oh, that's, that's cool. the beauty of this yeah. hike you're just like basically traversing along the side of a mountain oh, and then you cool. go out to this point that then has like a 
I don't know, 270 degree outlook over nice. tons of it. And the one regret that we had was that we did not bring binoculars because for uh, sure, had we brought yeah. some, you could have looked out. I uh, We saw elk tracks. Um, mm-hmm. We saw, um, he was calling them uh, dog tracks, but I'm pretty sure those are cougars. bear tracks. Yeah, or, or bears, cougars, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we just like, that. Look, that's, that's a big dog. Good job, everybody. <laughs> nope, yeah. that's a bear. Just keep cougar, walking, dude. just keep walking. <laughs> Uh, and did not see a single other human being, Ooh. which is always <laughs> like, could be a really good trail. Could yeah. be, uh, you know, there was one earlier today, but um, <laughs> something happened. So, but uh, fun, fun times, yeah, great cool. weather for it. And uh, the wildflowers in bloom. So yeah. I did, uh, as soon as we got back though, too, we were immediately started posting, uh, sending pictures to mm-hmm. our, our other pasture buddies that we're in this group with mm-hmm. about you know, Dave and I went on a hike. Here's us. Uh, here's here's Dave smoking a cigar at the top of the uh, hike after getting the clear mountain air, just filling it with uh, with tobacco. Um, and uh, as, as soon as I sent it, I also then found this New Yorker article that is fantastic that says, "Behold, I have gone on a hike." And it's it's all of this like, just so you know, you lazy yeah. person sitting in your office, I went on a hike today. And uh, uh, I'm so much better than you. This is like that's like such a white people thing too. <laughs> <laughs> to go on hikes and post about yeah, it. Yeah, and just be like braggy about the hikes yeah. you take. Oh, hashtag <laughs> get outside. Hashtag happy trails. Um. Oh my gosh, it's a fantastic. So if you're if you're by your computer or whatever, behold, um, I've gone on a hike. Was was is is a worthy read in the New Yorker. It was pretty great. So. Uh, very cool. Good. Uh, all right. Yeah. Anything else wanna, before no. we jump into kind of Sunday it? stuff? Yeah, let's talk about let's Sunday. Do it. Talked about, uh, talked about, or kicked off a brand new series. I there should say. There we go. That's the word. I think that's what we're looking for. Um, <laughs> called Irreligious on Sunday. It's a series on labels, and the opening question was, "What's one label that you hope doesn't come up early in oh, conversation?" Yeah. And uh, Are you about to ask me. I'm about to ask you. I think you go it's a first. good. I I did early on. Oh, pastor, that's right. No, pa- well, that's <laughs> I don't mind about that one, but I I do remember like, and you can. I'll tell you what, you can do it from the safety of distance in terms of years spent, <laughs> because that's the one that I used was when I was homeschooled or when oh, I yeah, yeah. like what what school did you do you go to or did you go to? It was always like, well, you probably never heard of it. You know what I mean? And they'd yeah. be like, well, what was it? Maybe I've heard of it. And like homeschool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, geez, you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you usually people are like man usually i can sniff that out from homeschoolers <laughs> a lot of than i have with you but uh i don't know i'm from distance um i don't know if i have one from kid i mean i often i really don't like being asked where i'm from yeah you're kind of like an army brat or a, <laughs> a, a military navy brat. brat navy brat um, right i mean I, that's a label for I sure still i i but am probably very that with proud pride, of yeah. being a navy brat but it does reflect a but mobile hate, a mobile childhood. But I hate when people are like, "Oh, where are you from?" I I don't know how to answer that question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. I mean, now I since I've lived here I'm for a so geographical mutt is what yeah. I am. <laughs> now I say Tri Cities because this is where I'm been sure. living for the longest. This is actually I think the longest I've ever lived anywhere in my whole life. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, I hated that question growing up. Or like in college, they'd be like, where are you from? I don't know how to answer you. Yeah. Or like Facebook would be like, put your hometown. And mine was just blank because I don't have one. <laughs> and it, all the time it'd be like, you need to, you should fill in. You should. And I, I can't Facebook. Yeah. I don't have a hometown. Yeah. Leave me alone. Totally. Um, But I don't know that it was like, I didn't dread it coming up. I just was like, it's not a quick response. Yeah. I can't be like, someone can't be like, oh, where are you from? And I can't be like, oh, here. Yeah. And then move on. It's like, 
I'm, I'm from how the Navy. The, I don't know what to tell you. How about <laughs> the label of religious? You grew up in church. You yeah. have a church history. Uh, your parents raised you in a, a Christian that is true. Presbyterian home. That's true. Was religion, uh, was religious ever a label that you For were? Because sure. you went to Western. Yeah, I went to a pretty liberal And that's college. pretty liberal mm-hmm. college in a liberal side of the state. Yep. And there, everybody's like, oh, you're, you're, you know, whatever. Yeah, and then right after college, I worked in the Portland area for a program called Outdoor School, Um, and I was definitely... It was a very weird dichotomy time in my life because when I was there, I was, like, very conservative, and then I'd come back here for, like, in-between times because it was a seasonal job, and I was very liberal. (laughs) And I was like, I don't understand how this works. But, yeah, I've, I've definitely shied away from saying religious in my life, for sure. Um, because I don't know, depend like depending on who you're with, you're like, that's immediately going to stop you from seeing all of me. Yeah. And so like, and I don't, I want you to know who I am before you just decide who I am for me. Yeah. Which is what your talk was about. Mm-hmm. Us, but yeah. Yeah. And I think that when we do that, um, we also then turn ourselves away or, move uh, move away from the possibility of recognizing how religious we really are and what religion really is which is kind of like this binding thing and and I do see life as connected I do see kind of a formality to how I think reality works and so I and I've got rituals in my life and mm-hmm. I've got things that I do that I that provide a level of um sacredness and mm-hmm. and transcendence and yes some of that is you know, um, quote unquote, uh, organized religion ish. I'm a pastor. So Mm -hmm. that makes sense for me. Um, identify as Christian. So that helps uh, along with that. So perhaps I'm more apt to lean towards a religious thing, but like even my, my friends who haven't set foot in in church in years are still religious. Like there's still ritualistic things that provide them with transcendence. And they have a set of beliefs that dictate how they move through the world. Yeah. And some of them, are from a Christian culture that yeah. they've grown up in that maybe they don't subscribe to fully anymore. Yeah. But like you still are holding these aspects of religiosity in yourself and how you and how you move through the world and how you define morality and how you decide what is okay and what is not okay. Um and how you interact with everybody else. And it's like they're you know, we are built to have a belief system in something. Um which is why every culture ever has had some sort of religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think even people who would call themselves a religious have a belief system in something. Um, you believe in science or you believe in, and I don't know what exactly, right? Um, but you have some sort of belief system that you subscribe to and that yeah. you hold true. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Um some some of the other like texts that we had were mm-hmm. uh, specifically in James and Philippians. Speaking of a faith without works is basically dead. So it's not again moving away from this idea of faith being something that you think about and something that is part of dominated by are your thoughts organized in certain ways versus. James in chapter one saying your religion is worthless unless it's characterized through a looking back and saying you took care of widows, you took care of orphans, you did something mm-hmm. for somebody. Um, so the, the the idea of being characterized by love and that 
time has this revelatory way of showing us what we actually worship in life. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can always look back and be like, here's how things resulted for me. So therefore, let's do the the uh, the postmortem on my on how life played out, and that will tell me what I actually worshiped and what I loved. And I am what I love, and we are. I am what I desire. And mm-hmm. um, but life doesn't work like it's easy to see going backwards. But that's not how life works. We're constantly moving <laughs> forward, right? I mean, when my dad was here a couple of weeks ago or months ago, now I guess now, um, he was talking about our aharit and how we go through life kind of like we're paddling a canoe or, or a, a, a rowboat. Like, oh, yeah, backwards. We're, we're moving forwards, mm-hmm. but everything that we see is backwards. And yeah. we're trying to make sense of what's coming up, and all we can see is where we've been. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so sure. what was something else that kind of stood out to you? Um. Oh, I was the David Dark quote, um, the very end of it. Um, he's talking about the, which we kind of talked about earlier, but that when we label someone, we are doing this shortcut. It's of, the cheapest of all shortcuts yeah. or the laziest or the, of all shortcuts. The costliest yeah, of costliest, all shortcuts. Yeah. And that was the one that kind of hit me because um it is it is costly. Mm-hmm. And I think going into that love part, like if we claim to love other people, right, which we've been asked to do by God, like love one another, then you when you label someone instantly, you are cutting yourself off from your ability to love who they are as a human. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's costly. Mm-hmm. It costs you because you cannot love them if you've just labeled them. Because when you are with another human, you love them for all of them and all of their humanity, good and bad, and things you agree with and things you don't agree with and all of that. And when you label someone, it stops you from being able to see their whole person and it stops you from being able to love them well. Yeah. Um, and I think when you see, when you look at stories of like racial reconciliation or like people changing their mind about some thing that they were very staunchly against, like, of those stories start with them getting to know someone. Yeah, for sure. And taking the label down and learning how to love a person and learning how to love and see a person for who they are. Um, And that is, and that's why it's so costly to label someone. And we're going to do it. Because we have to. to. Our our brain has to do that, right? Um, It's just a matter of when we do it, if we allow it to infiltrate every relationship and every you know every person that we run into, uh, then when we do get close, when we are called in a specific like life circumstances force us into being in relationship with with somebody else, and we just continue with the labeling mm-hmm. thing, then it is as a lazy option, yeah. and then it costs us because we don't actually get to know them. So you can't do this with everybody. We I know that we know that. I'm not. Yeah, that's not what but I'm saying. I think saying, you can but, also you can be like, oh, I labeled them. You're like. But I don't have a relationship with them, so yeah. I can know that I've labeled them, and that's not necessarily all of who they are, yeah. right? But it doesn't mean. But then I can move on, right? Yeah. Like, and it's it, that's the first step with a lot of stuff is just knowing that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And so when you make that snap judgment or that snap label, you can be like, oh, okay, I can pause. Like now that I've paused and I'm a little bit further away from whatever that situation was, I can know, okay, I think I labeled them a little. Yeah. That maybe wasn't fair. That maybe wasn't all of who they are. Um, and so that lets you, that just lets you be open to seeing all of someone. Yeah. So. Yep. That was a good one. Good. That was a big one for me. 
And uh, the the thing that I'll close with was the Augustinian disordered loves piece. I, I love things that that are um, supposed to be a level four. I love them at a ten, and uh, things that are supposed to be at a ten, I, I'm like a two or a three on. I th- I think that that's always just relevant information. I, I, I had several people come up afterwards and be like, "Man, that that I've I do that all the time. That is <laughs> my life. Did are you reading my mail? Yeah. Did did my wife tell you to talk to me about this?" Because, um, and I think that that's just, that was just such a, Augustine such a, had, had such a, if you've ever read his stuff, such an in, in, incisive look at human nature and that it's 1600 years old material and you read it and he could be talking about every single person here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that, that, that there's some of his stuff that doesn't translate well. And mm-hmm. then some of it that's just like, oh my gosh, such brilliant insight. Well, because the truth is humans haven't really changed that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So We have different trappings and different technology, but we are still human. I like that stuff. I'm going to try and uh, continue on some of that with with some of that and expand on that in the later parts of the series. So hopefully stick around with that. Uh, Anything else? No, I think I'm good. Okay, let's jump into our something interesting. Let's do it. I open. You open. I get to go first. Yeah. I read uh, this week about a, a prank that a father... It's, it was Father's Day this last week. That's right, uh, yesterday. A prank that a father <laughs> pulled off that uh, felt a bit aggressive. This came out on uh, June 14th. That's saying something coming from you. A father fakes his own death <gasps> to teach family a lesson, then shows up at his funeral in a helicopter. A Belgian man pulled off the prank of a lifetime when he faked his own death and showed up to his funeral by stepping off of a helicopter instead of being carried out on her. He's a TikToker. His name's David Barton. Um, That's too far. Decided to orchestrate this suicide. <laughs> That's what they called it. Uh, to prank loved ones and see who actually cared about him. Oh, my god. As a 45-year-old, he kept saying, um, I feel like I'm lonely and you guys don't love me enough. And now man. what would you say if I was gone? And what a narcissist. It had, it had mixed, <laughs> and he's a TikToker. That's how, that's how he's famous. So it's you know he was filming this whole thing thing yeah. and kind of got out uh, got out there unsurprisingly it fell on kind of mixed ears in terms of some of them like being like oh my gosh i'm so excited to still see you and, and i would be uh, so I love you. pissed and people <laughs> who were like how dare you yeah i flew here from you know outside he was he's from belgium so he's yeah. he's in, he's not even I, a US I, guy. doesn't matter but, how closely i knew him i would oh, be so my pissed. gosh I would so in so an effort pissed. to reconstitute a relationship, perhaps it actually did the opposite, oh, which yeah. is I'll never talk to you again. That's so what a narcissist. And then the, like <laughs> And then the motives, the motives involved in this of being like, you yeah. don't really care. That's so about manipulative. This. You just <laughs> wanted something for your TikTok. You know just what I mean? Just like an attention grab. 100%. That's all it was. Yeah. I mean, Clearly all, I would have been in the not happy with it camp we've heard of you know you, you've heard of people like faking their own like like that kind of a thing but like showing up on a helicopter when the hearse is I know, out there on the thing that's pretty aggressive that's, and i actually all of thought it is really aggressive I, I thought it was interesting because we just finished watching the the last season of succession oh, yeah that's and right in that show the father dies are you about to do spoilers well it's been out for like a couple months just, now the father dies in episode say. three of the, of the last oh, okay. season and then the last six episodes or nine episodes or it's whatever, all the like power play it's all the power plays afterwards and part of me like three or four episodes into the power plays moving around was like 
what it like we didn't see him die it was like in a plane Whoa. and it was like a phone call because on a tv show that's always what you think 100 <laughs> percent. and i was like is this just a play for him because he was wondering oh, up yeah. until the day that he died who which one of my kids he'd look at them and be like uh-huh. you're not serious people i don't you're i, I can't i can't trust yeah. any of you if he faked his own death to see who responded did well, he? then that would be it. I, I'll leave it oh, as okay. an unknown for you. But I really did about six or seven episodes in go, what if this is all a ruse? Ooh, what if he dun, faked dun, dun. it? You know see, on I mean? TV, I'm all in. In real life, no. <laughs> yeah. In TV, you were like, that sounds like a great plot line. And when I brought this up, you're like, I would kill that man myself. I would do the job that he started but did not finish. That's what you basically said. Because I like watching drama that is fake. Uh. But when it is real, I'm like, no, this is a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, and like real. Kardashians yeah. and uh, yeah. all, of, all of those. I know them. I mean, sometimes I watch, well, I used to watch them more. I don't watch them at all now. But yeah. every once in a while, I'm like, if you guys would just, I don't know, listen to each other, yeah. you wouldn't have any problems. The Housewives of West Churchland. Have you seen that show? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I bet they could make one though. <laughs> Probably good. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. There's some there's some West Richlandites listening to this. They were deeply offended. Yeah, that I just made fun of them. You really shouldn't be though. Um, <laughs> Get back in your Yukon Denali and keep driving. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, mine is about scallops. Do you like scallops? I think of Gordon Ramsay uh, on Hell's Kitchen yelling, um, scallops, where are the scallops? Because <laughs> they're apparently really hard to cook. Yeah, they are. And they would always be like, it's too hard. It's too soft. Yeah. It's, uh, ne- never good. Yeah. So when, whenever they would say scallops perfectly cooked, you're like, oh, that guy's good. That guy's yeah. really good. Because mm-hmm. anybody can cook a steak, but scallops are tough. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. that's what I think of. Um, so well, I don't like them. I don't, I don't eat them. Oh, okay. Which is kind of funny because I like seafood. You like seafood, yeah. I, love I was seafood. surprised. There's a texture thing with the scallops that's kind of just a weird, like huh. I'm eating a sponge and I don't like it. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um. So I listened to a podcast about scallops this weekend, or yeah, on Saturday, I think it was. Um. And it was really interesting. So apparently, the like round, um, like coin part that pe- most people eat, mm-hmm. that's the adductor muscle, muscle, which is the part that makes the scallops, um, flap. Because did you know scallops are mobile? Okay. They don't attach. Oh, okay. They are swimming their oh, whole really? life. Yeah. Oh. Um, they attach for like a really short time when they're like juveniles okay. um, until they're a little to like protect themselves. So they attach like in the middle of a seagrass blade until they get big enough to like flap around. But yeah, they don't, they're not like clams or mussels or whatever. They're not attached to a fixed place their whole life. They move around. And so that's why they have a big muscle because they, the way that they move is through jet propulsion. So they take water in and then they push it out the back and then that's how they like move themselves. Interesting. Um, and they have, they have like three main parts. So, which you can eat, but most people just eat the muscle. Um, and then there's like the roe, so which is like the egg part, egg or sperm part. Um, and then they have like a mantle part, which is like where all their other organs are. Um, and you can eat any of those, but most people just eat them the like big muscle part of it. Um, and they have, do you, how many eyes do you think scallops have? Mm, zero. They have like thousands. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. And they're like on the edge of the shell. And I pulled up a picture so that Brent can see. And they're like bright blue. 
Oh, wow. Um, Those and are eyes, Yeah, right? they have like a billion eyes and they um, I, they use them to like look at things. Yeah, see, I thought they, those things swim around, huh? I yeah. thought they were like clams where they, no, like wherever they are, that's where swimming. they go. And then they, you know, the waves yeah. kind of move them and whatever they dig down in the sand. Well, but. and they, they do kind of, they will be like on the sand sometimes and they do kind of mostly just move like up and down the water column. But, like, they also can move around other places, too. Huh. Um, and there's, like, two different types. So you can have sea scallops, which are usually bigger. And then there's bay scallops, which are small. Um, and um, scallops are also, like, a really good aquaculture thing and, like, a sustainable aquaculture thing because they're filter feeders. So you don't have to catch other fish to feed them. Um, they just filter out the algae and stuff that's in the water. Yeah. Um, and so it's if you are looking at where you're getting them from, they can be a pretty sustainable, um, like food thing, food, seafood thing to eat. Um, and what was the other, what was another cool thing about them? I don't know. They're just like, what was this podcast that you listened to? Oh, it's ologies. Um, and, and they just had a one about scallops, which was cool. There you go. Talk to an, Scientist who studies. I'd say you're making me hungry, but I wouldn't order them. Yeah, I, if they were on the menu, I'd be like, <laughs> you know, and but, I don't eat shellfish either, so I, you know, but I have a marine biology like interest and background, and so that was like cool for me to yeah. listen to that part. Yeah, I love but it. Yeah, it's good. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, this Wednesday, so. We typically try and try and drop these on Wednesday. If you're listening to it uh, on the day that it drops. Then tonight we have our Film and Theology is back. It's been a while. I think it was pre-pandemic before we've done this. So it's been a couple of years. But mm-hmm. we're going to watch a documentary uh, in the main theater. It's uh, called Roadrunner. It's a movie on the life of Anthony Bourdain. Are you Anthony Bourdain guy? Did you watch yeah, Kitchen I, Confidential or read his books um, or anything? I watched... I want to say I watched one of his like travel around and eat food Expeditions shows. Unknown or whatever it was called. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm familiar with who he was okay. and... Like he was, oh, like he was okay uh, for me. Never watched uh, any of that stuff. Don't know too much. Did read something about him uh, that was interesting to me mm-hmm. um, about um, the kind of the background that he came from and addiction stuff, and then and then made it, and then you know got popular, but still always was dealing with mm-hmm. kind of stuff behind the scenes. And I think a lot of people knew about that, but they also knew the successful side of him. So how mm-hmm. can you have this like? front side yep. facing greatness and then also massive struggles un- that nobody else sees yeah um and uh so anyways I-, I have not actually watched the documentary but it comes highly recommended and uh I'm-, I'm looking forward to kind of watching that dialoguing about that sort of thing it's not a christian it's not a like a you know religious bent thing it's but um i think that there's some good things that we'll be able to kind of discuss cool. as a result uh 18 and over in the main theater on uh wednesday night at 7 p.m hopefully you can make it out for that awesome That'll do it for this week's episode. See you on Sunday if you're in person, 9.15 and 10.30. If you're online, those two times will be live stream, but you can catch it anytime using our app as well. We'll be doing part two of our Irreligious series. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.